Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. So these intros, I'm probably going to try to keep them a little shorter just to throw them in the front of some of these podcasts. So Dugan and Ashley, you probably got the most intensive uh, intros. So if you're new to the podcast, then fucking get on the podcast earlier and I might have introduced you better. Um, But that being said, we have lots of new guests this week and more people coming in to help out with the podcast. And I am so excited to introduce those people. And the first one is Anthony Gerbs. Anthony Gerbs and I go way back uh, to the days of middle school. He was one of my early friends at Power Middle School with Kyle Gandy. Uh, as it's tradition with our friend group of Gandy, Masson, Doa, Markey, and others, uh, he went by his last name, Gerbs. Many days spent playing Cloverdale full contact football and running around with airsoft guns were spent together. Like Kyle, we were very close friends. Uh, He even came up north with me my 8th grade summer where we dicked around playing Guitar Hero and NES and explored the lake and all that good stuff. While I like to forget most of high school, Gerbs and I remained pretty solid friends, if not unspectacular friends, when we both realized we were going to GVSU, we decided to room with each other uh, because I was better than randoms. Um, while that year had some fun ups and downs, mostly caused by me being an emotional art student who didn't know who the fuck I was, and we realized we didn't hate each other enough to not room with each other, so we roomed with each other for the following three years. Uh, one common theme between Gerbs and I was our distaste for education throughout college. We were both very proud of our seeds get degrees attitude, which makes complete sense why he is now a teacher. Like me, he told all his friends to go fuck themselves and moved away from Michigan and now lives in Nashville. Uh, while I probably owe him a fifth of Jaeger for his birthday, as was tradition, uh, I have a huge amount of stories I could share about Tony Herbs, but I'm going to entrust those stories to be told by himself. Please welcome the child of the lovely Lori and Stu Gerbs. Anthony Gerbs. Welcome, uh, this is Anthony Gerbs talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. If you're not a fan, um, I suggest that you look more closely into and do some research, listen to podcasts. Um, it's very entertaining. I know this is might not be the most eventful um, intro. However, I gotta say myself, um, I'm a huge video game and especially board game nerd. Um, I'm not into like crazy things that you know people would be like, oh, have you heard of this? Blah blah blah. No, that's not me. However, I play like Catan, played a few others like Munchkin and uh, Dominion and just little things like that. So, if you want to talk board games, definitely um, let me know. I I love to. Um, listen to what you have to say and things like that but um i really want to talk about dungeons and dragons specifically um my brother is kind of more of a game 
board nerd than I am. Um, and he kind of bought me the starter kit for uh, Christmas this past year. And uh, I've been listening to a podcast um, that's extremely entertaining. And it's just like a, a story. So if you like, you know, Fallout or, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls or any of those kind of type of games, RPG games, um, you would definitely love Dungeons & Dragons. Because it literally um, is up to your dungeon master to... I guess tell you the story so he can make things up as they appear he can have a script um he can just wing it um so as of right now i'm running a campaign with my brother and his friends um and if you're f- familiar with dungeons and dragons i'm just running the Fandolin starter set one um however you can always make a spin on it so um with my brother and his friends and things like that you go to and create your your character you can do all kinds of things with it um, even more so than a video game, which I think is way more fascinating, way more, way more interesting, way more imaginative um, than anything else I've kind of done. Um, so I'm really about all those games where you kind of get to build your character, um, especially, you know, when I was younger, I played a lot of video games and things like that. I um, mean, as, as worlds expanded and things like that, Fallout was one of my favorites. Um, I kind of fell in love naturally with Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, But basically, I'm here just trying to sell you on the game, if I haven't already. Um, It's really simple. Um, Obviously, it's a dice game. However, you just kind of do what you would want to do, or you role-play a character, and you expect them to do what you think they would do. So you create a backstory, you create your realm, you create your race, you create your class, all kinds of things. And you get, you know, abilities based on what you choose. So, for example... If you're like a half-elf rogue, you'd be like a stealthy, um, kind of quiet to yourself, kind of not necessarily like a ninja, but something along those lines where you um, are very stealthy and you can have like sneak attacks and things like that. So you're not out to like have a sword and shield and things like that, but you're more so trying to hide in the shadows and uh, creep up and pick locks and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's um, one of the characters, just for example. Um, with that being said, though, the dungeon master can create, you know, any kind of space realm or whatever he wants to do. So I've seen and heard multiple players play with like Rick and Morty settings or, um, you know, in outer space or in the out west or, you know, in your kind of Lord of the Rings setting, things like that. So um, I just wanted to uh, express the um, the first starter kit that I have is kind of like a medieval-ish times with elves and half-orcs and kind of the, that kind of realm. And your goal is to essentially find this uh, type of, I don't know, mine or something like that. And you're trying to achieve, you know, this goal. And the dungeon master along the way can tweak things. He can make things different. Um, so even if you're reading from the same booklet, essentially... Um, if I'm the dungeon master, I can make the game completely different than even if you're reading out of the same booklet um, as that same dungeon master. Um, with that being said, I mean, it's just, it's what it is what it is. And you can literally tweak any aspect of the game. You can make people die. You can make people level up. You can award experience. You can, so it's kind of like you are the creator of this entire world. Um, I think it's just very unique um, compared to any other board game, compared to any other uh, video game that I've played. So I just kind of want to sum that up. This is just um, one of my new passions that I found this year since COVID, uh, and I hope that you find it interesting. So go ahead and give it a try. I once promised-
All right, welcome back to me ranting about a show that only has two episodes, and I didn't give it enough time, and I'm looking at it too critically. Anyways, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. Um, just like how the retention on the last time I talked about this tanked, I expected to do the same, but there will be maybe some spoilers, but again, watch the show, form your own opinion. Um, I know I shit on the first episode heavily, but I usually binge watch shows instead of watching the episodes week by week. For example, I probably wouldn't have loved the first episode or two of WandaVision if I didn't get the first five or six in one big old binge. But I will start off by saying this episode was much better than the first one, but I still have some beef. I'm going to start with some positives, though. I like the direction Falcon's going with a bit of how they're going to deal with some of the social issues around race, and I think they handled it pretty decently. I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Uh, the Captain the Captain America storyline has potential to be interesting, but I feel like his story is a little bit rushed, and we need more solo stuff from him. But again, it's kind of introducing a character, a little half-assed that I don't know if I'm supposed to care about or dislike. But not in a way like Game of Thrones, where their choices are ambiguous and kind of toe the line of a moral compass. More like, I don't know how I'm even supposed to feel about this guy. Uh, but let's get to the fun part, me shitting on this show. Um, mostly about little errors and inconsistency, inconsistencies that make me upset uh, for really no good reason other than wanting something to be bad when it would be so much easier and more mentally stimulating if I just thought it was fun and good. Uh, so please explain to me why Captain America is basically a super soldier. Uh, this may actually be a positive because it might be a storytelling thing, but still half credit. I don't get who this guy is. Maybe for the comics? Maybe. Falcon Winter Soldier are walking to the airport after their fight scene. Uh, they do this ride thing with Captain America and his sidekick, you know, you know, talking about stuff. But I think it would have been really cool and badass if Falcon just said fuck it and flew away with his fucking wings. Um, talking about that fight scene, it was decent and did introduce Captain America and his sidekick. Uh, except how did all those baddies get onto the truck so easily and quickly and from seemingly nowhere? Um, but that's that's a small thing. I'll give that one a pass. Uh, there will be better ones. Don't worry. Uh, anyways, Falcon saves Winter Soldier from falling off the truck. And even though it was already established that Falcon and him can easily catch up to a speeding truck, which is how they caught up to him in the first place they just give up after that uh also captain america has a helicopter that he comes swooping in on in that fight scene yet they're riding a truck to the airport okay they don't really explain the thanos sympathizers like they don't really explain like what they want to do how they're going to do it and what they're going to do um i'm going to give them a pass and say it's a reveal hopefully but these blip lovers, Thanos, you know, appreciators, are super strong. And I get that there were more of them to fend off all four, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Falcon, and another guy. But they just get shot. Captain America shoots them, which I know is a thing in itself. But they can't dodge bullets, and they can be hurt with bullets. How am I supposed to think... That these people are a real threat when we can just shoot them with guns. This is America. That's what we do. We shoot people with guns. At the end, they're like getting on this airplane and one of the guys is like, I'll save us for time. And he just runs at these people and they just gun them down. He doesn't dodge any bullets, doesn't take out any, just guns them down. Why don't they just 
kill all these people if they're such a big threat. Uh, uh, all right. But maybe it's like a storytelling device and like maybe we're not supposed to think that they're villains, which I think is what they're setting up. So I'm going to give them again a pass. I'm trying to be hopeful for this because um, I do want it to be good and I want it to be fun. And, you know, they're trying with some of the jokes. One of the other things is Falcon says, I guess we have to go see Zumo or I, I don't remember. I'm really bad about having a memory for the uh, Marvel stuff. But I had to rewind it four times just to see what he was saying and eventually put on the captions and be like, oh, because he mumbles it. Like, would you not? You can't do that and can't take two takes on that. Also, I watched, and to go back to my original rant, I watched Infinity War last night and saw the Hulk suit Iron Man made. And also, just on deck, fucking Tony's like, oh yeah, beep, 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 17B, whatever it is. And just Spider Man gets an upgrade to a to an Iron Man suit, yet Black Widow just has to have a super tight spandex on. Come on, man. All the non-supers should have Iron Man suits. Things are going to get...